Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Jeff Sheely. He's the CEO of Acoustis Technologies. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. Pleasure to be with you today. So, so Jeff, for those that aren't familiar with Acoustis, um, can you just give us a quick overview of the company? Be happy to. Um, Acoustis Technologies, Inc. was uh, founded in 2014. We are a design and manufacturer of a patented uh, bulk acoustic wave RF filter technology, which we have trademarked XBAW, and we design RF filters for um, high-performance uh, wireless infrastructure, uh, Wi-Fi, mobile devices, as well as uh, timing control and uh, defense markets. Uh, we differentiate our products based upon the power handling, bandwidth, size, and speed, and we currently are uh, ramping into uh, multiple uh, volume production platforms in Wi-Fi, and we expect to be uh, penetrated into the mobile market uh, with a first design one later this year. Very good. So in, in layman's terms, can you just give us a, an idea of the problems that you're solving? Certainly. Uh, the RF filter is actually a selectivity device. Uh, by selectivity, it, it, um, uh, it uh, isolates a unique radio frequency signal and then allows uh, that signal to pass while uh, rejecting all of the other undesired signals that are in the, um, uh, in the system. And so what it provides is uh, uh, clarity. It provides uh, uh, coexistence between multiple signals that exist in a mobile device, and it allows really complexity of uh, modern-day wireless systems uh, as we know it today. Okay. And then how big of a problem or, or how big of a, an addressable market is this? Well, the market, depending on how you slice it, but it, uh, it is uh, approximately a $10 billion a year market opportunity. Uh, we, uh, this has been really driven by the advancements in the wireless communication systems uh, dating back to uh, 3G, uh, moving to 4G, and now 4G moving to 5G. Uh, in, a, in a modern 3G handset, uh, you were lucky to have a dual band uh, or a, a tri-band uh, based radio. Uh, in a modern uh, 5G uh, wireless device, uh, the, you're, you're really dealing with something between 45 uh, to 60 uh, radio frequency bands which uh, have to coexist in the same system uh, bring us bring us all the high-speed data as well as uh, uh, voice communication uh, that uh, we're all accustomed to today. So it's a big need and uh, a, a big problem, big area. Um, how, how about the competitive landscape? Uh, where do you guys fit in? Yeah, so we, we have focused the company. We When we started this company, uh, 4G was just getting rolling, which was uh, driving – uh, frequencies up into the uh, 3 gigahertz uh, spectrum. Uh, we took a, a fresh look at back in 2014 and said, we think the, the number of bands are going to continue to grow. And what you've seen really in the, in the two of our primary markets, which are the Wi-Fi and the uh, mobile wireless uh, devices, uh, the advent of, um, of 5G really uh, created spectrum in the 3 to 5 gigahertz 
And then as you look at uh, what used to be known as dual band uh, type uh, Wi-Fi routers or access points uh, transitioned into tri-band, and those were commonly known as Wi-Fi 6 uh, devices. Uh, those are now Wi-Fi 6E and Wi-Fi 7, which uh, consume spectrum all the way up to 7 gigahertz. So our sweet spot is in the 3 to 7 gigahertz spectrum, and we have uh, one of the most elaborate uh, Wi-Fi uh, uh, filter portfolios uh, that we're currently uh, delivering into the marketplace. Okay. So it doesn't sound like you're competing just on price. It's, it's more on design or design wins. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's it's... Uh, ultimately, it's performance. I mean, we do. There, there is competition in these bands. Uh, we compete on ultimately performance as well as being able to uh, deliver. If you look at uh, the way these markets run, uh, if you think about the number of different types of uh, wireless devices that uh, are out in the in the marketplace, uh, there are multiple uh, platforms launching every month, and the refresh cycle uh, with a typical device can be. Uh, every six to 12 months. And so you've got to be, uh, time to market is extremely key. A um, little bit about our company that allows us to address a very quick time to market. We're a design and manufacturer uh, or an IDM, integrated design and manufacturer. And what that allows us to do is um, we take a spec and uh, very quickly we create a design and then run that through our chip factory, which is located in upstate New York in the um, greater Rochester area. And it allows us to produce our uh, RF silicon chips uh, very quickly, and then we will package those and, and expedite those uh, into the marketplace. So are you making your own chips just for design um, sampling for design ends, or are you a foundry and making production chips? Yeah, so I mean, I think one of the one of the reasons uh, and one of the ways that we do differentiate, uh, we are a, a pure play uh, RF uh, filter uh, supplier. So if you if you contrast us against uh, the incumbents in the market, uh, those uh, incumbents use captive uh, filter uh, technology, and there's only a few of those companies out there. So they're by far uh, more module RF module companies that uh, lack access to this high-performance BAW technology. And so what that allows us to do is we use our own foundry for our merchant products, but we also uh, have partnered in, particularly in the, uh, in the mobile space, we are currently focused on uh, four uh, major mobile customers, which are in the Tier 1 and Tier 2 space, uh, to be able to integrate our chips into their modules. So uh, number one, uh, if you if you don't own a chip fab, then you're you're going to be very slow uh, to deliver a product to market. And number two, uh, we're not competing with our customers, so that's a that we're attractive to partner with if you're an RF module company. Okay. And then, uh, do you own your uh, intellectual property? Yes, we do. Um, at the we we currently have uh, north of 60 patents. Uh, that are issued, and we have um, approximately 120 patents that are pending uh, in the um, in the patent process. Okay. So we do we do own our our technology, and I also think uh, from an intellectual property standpoint, when you consider design and manufacturing, uh, there's significant trade secrets which uh, are involved in uh, designing and producing these chips. And so uh, I don't think that those intellectual property, at least the patents, fully define the uh, 
the IP that goes into producing these. Uh, so uh, I think what is key is that uh, we have uh, the expertise in, in multiple disciplines uh, in-house uh, to produce these devices, and uh, we leverage that expertise uh, to produce very high-performance uh, RF filters. Very good. So what stage is the company in? I know you have revenue, but is it design-ins, or, or have those OEMs gone to, into production? Uh, we are in production. Uh, we've announced uh, north of uh, 10 uh, production programs that we're currently in. Uh, if you go back and look at our tape, we've uh, uh, one, one uh, uh, Tier 1 customer that uh, we've been engaged with and we've uh, been announced, or we've announced their name has been HP Aruba. Uh, we have multiple uh, Wi-Fi 6E chips uh, in their uh, enterprise product. Uh, it's a product called um, Ultra uh, Ultra Triband, and it is um, uh, it is that that would be an example of of a customer we're currently in production with. Uh, there are others. Uh, if you go into say uh, a Best Buy or get online and look at all the different brands. Uh, those would be the, you know, the the customers that uh, we're currently engaged with are amongst those brands that uh, we're currently supplying chips into the end market. Okay, and so is everything uh, a design in, or do you have some off the product, uh, off the shelf product you're selling as well? Yeah, so uh, maybe a different way of of uh, phrasing what you said there is. Um, we do both. Um, so if you look at this, the wireless spectrum, you've got different. Uh, chunks of frequency spectrum which are allocated uh, for different applications. So we have what we call catalog uh, product, which uh, is is custom to those bands. But then uh, we use that catalog business uh, as uh, really a marketing tool of capability to uh, customers that require customized um, uh, filter solutions. And so we have a mix of both catalog as well as uh, custom RF filter products, which we uh, then sell uh, back into the market. Okay, and so the, the government's making a push to uh, to manufacture here. I, I, I don't know what that's called, but the chip government funding. Uh, I don't know yeah. if that's just cash or, or tax breaks. Uh, can you touch on that and see if it's something you participate in? Yeah. So uh, we have been extremely active. So let me let me give you a little bit of background um, on our chip fab and just to kind of give you a, a figure of some, some numbers that give you a feel for the scale. Uh, we acquired our manufacturing capability in 2017 out of um, upstate New York. Uh, we own and operate um, a one chip fab, uh, which um, uh, we acquired. Uh, we made a significant investment um, in capacity there and brought uh, the capacity up to approximately 500 million filter chips a year and I also like noting that uh, that is a capacity that allows us uh, to get beyond cash flow break-even. And, um, and so we've, we've made that investment. We are putting in the final redundancy to that capacity uh, in this calendar year, and that will be completed. Uh, what we're looking for then is um, what you've identified, which is the uh, CHIPS Act of uh, 2022, which was uh, recently written into law. Uh, by the current administration, and what um, that highlights is that uh, there's $52 billion that are being invested in, um, uh, in U.S. manufacturing. So our current chip facility is, uh, is in upstate New York, obviously in the, in the U.S., made in uh, America, and we have um, 
uh, currently have 47 acres around that current 10-acre site, which we own, and we are looking to do uh, really two things. Um, number one, take that capacity uh, from 500 million filter chips a year to approximately 5 billion filter chips a year. That, get, that allows us uh, to address a, uh, a, a, um, and compete with any other Tier 1 manufacturer in RF filters, uh, which would allow us to uh, become a, a Tier 1 player in the uh, RF filter market in mobile. Uh, addressing the very top brands uh, that are currently man uh, manufacturing devices for consumers. And uh, it would also allow us to uh, pursue a reshoring of our packaging. Um, we've had, um, we currently make everything up through the silicon wafers, but we have, uh, have used a supply chain that has been um, overseas. And we've had, uh, as, as you could probably uh, hear from many semiconductor companies, have had uh, supply chain issues, uh, COVID lockdowns. Uh, there's been some energy shortages and roaming blackouts in certain parts of China, uh, as well as uh, uh, other silicon chips that have limited uh, the supply chain. So uh, what we're looking for is uh, to uh, produce 10 times the number of RF filter chips than we currently are slated today, which allows us to be a meaningful tier one player uh, in uh, the mobile market, and particularly for targeting the Tier 1 customers. Okay. How difficult is that money to access from the government? So we currently, um, we currently contract with the U.S. government uh, with an agency called DARPA. We've announced uh, two programs plus an extension on one of the programs. Uh, so it is, uh, th there's a documented process that um, is uh, being developed, but I would say we're, we're very well seasoned on how to uh, contract with the U.S. government. Um, I think it's also important to, to uh, appreciate um, the fact that uh, Senator Schumer, who is um, the senior senator from uh, New York, uh, he, is the, he was one of the co-authors and led the charge on the CHIPS Act of 2022. And so uh, he has visited our facility when he was writing the bill and then once it was signed into law, we were actually able to host a follow-on tour uh, with him uh, into our facility more recently. And uh, we also have very well-established relationship with um, uh, all parts of the network across uh, New York, from um, county to region, uh, Empire State, uh, which, of course, is uh, uh, very closely tied to the New York governor, uh, governor's office uh, in New York. So... I think um, it is, um, there's a process, but I think it's, uh, it's a process that we've worked uh, over the last uh, uh, one to two years very carefully uh, positioning ourselves uh, as an ideal candidate for uh, investment from this uh, CHIPS Act. Yeah, it sounds like the case. How quickly might that money flow? So it, it looks, if you look at the statements, uh, these, these programs, uh, 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 Six to nine months, I guess, would be the short answer, and that uh, there's a there's a process and procedure that has to be put in place uh, in order to uh, stand the program up. But uh, we expect to be uh, applying for these funds uh, in the February timeframe, okay, uh, 2023. Good. That is, yes, very good. So you previously touched a little bit on this, but what end markets are you serving right now, and and what in the near future? Yeah, so. What we've said strategically for the company is we currently are ramping production 
in both Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 6E uh, in, the, in what's called the access point or the router, uh, router market. And we've been successfully uh, ramping uh, uh, this year uh, or you know, over the last year in that market. Uh, what we've said, and we're going to continue to ramp there. We've got um, uh, you know, twice, twice the number of uh, programs that we currently advertise uh, that uh, we've got design wins for. Uh, so we see that business continuing to ramp. Um, the big milestone for us, uh, for our company, uh, is a d- first design win into mobile and then uh, ramping that into production. So that would be uh, used in a uh, mobile handset. And we currently are uh, working with a partner and have stated to the market that we expect to announce the first design win uh, this calendar year. Uh, I stated uh, recently on our investor call that, um, uh, that we're on track for that milestone and would reiterate that today and also uh, state that um, we expect uh, ramping production with that customer uh, in the first half of uh, 2023. So really exciting times for us um, uh, being able to really drive into very uh, you know, rapid growing and exciting uh, markets that are using these uh, unique high-frequency RF filter chips. Very good. You also touched on supply chain. Uh, are you guys having issues for your product, or is it more of an OEM issue? And do you see any light at the end of that tunnel? So, um, so the answer to that is both. Um, so the, our customers uh, have had challenges in sourcing certain silicon uh, uh, chips uh, that are really the, the uh, processors for uh, their devices that they're producing. So that impact, that, you know, that's had an impact on us in, in that I, I always use the comparison. Uh, you, can't sell the, you, you can't sell an automobile without the engine in it. So if you're missing engines or wheels, uh, then uh, that's going to be a problem. Uh, you know, we also have noted uh, and, and quoted a study that had said uh, lead times have been increasing on uh, getting some of these devices. So that's been the OEM challenge. I think for, from a standpoint, um, of our supply chain, our supply chain is well intact with our chip fab uh, being producing our chips internally. Um, our challenge comes when we have to send those wafers overseas uh, for packaging, and uh, we've seen uh, you know continued impact of COVID lockdown as well as uh, some uh, energy shortages uh, in the form of uh, some roaming blackouts that have had some impact. Uh, we are working through that, and I also stated that one of our objectives uh, through the Chips Act would be to uh, reshore part of that package supply chain, uh, then making that more uh, more secure, not only for our commercial customers, but uh, uh, for our defense customers. We also have uh, defense business in radar, uh, as well as uh, several uh, sensitive programs uh, for that require, uh, you know, that are for national defense and, and have uh, national security implications. Very good. So what's the revenue model or models look like? Yeah, so if, uh, you know, we, would, we certainly would point, uh, we've, we've given guidance. We, um, we currently are on an annualized uh, revenue uh, run rate of, uh, you know, 22 to $25 million uh, with the current quarter. And uh, if you look out uh, of that, um, I would point you to, uh, you know, the analysts that cover the company on that. We don't, we don't quote uh, numbers uh, directly, but uh, there are some analyst models that um, would project. Uh, we do expect um, 
uh, I, I think just behaviorally speaking, uh, you know, we've we've been in the uh, you know five to ten percent growth uh, we're expecting now through the end of the year per quarter, uh, and then we expect to add the new uh, mobile business in the first half of next year, which uh, would resume us to a more uh, healthy double-digit uh, growth rate uh, per quarter. And uh, what do uh, and should gross margins look like? So I think our end model is uh, north of 50 points. Uh, we actually are are looking at um, ways of doing uh, higher levels of integration uh, differently than what uh, many of our competitors are doing uh, to add more functionality to these uh, to the module. And so that would uh, you know we see that uh, being able to push uh, the model in the 50 to 60 uh, percentage points of gross margin. Um, you know we're we're largely uh, you know as we're ramping the first challenge that uh, a new company that's ramping. Uh, has with a new fa- uh, factory is uh, just the utilization rate. So we've we've been um, uh, that's something that uh, is going to fix itself with scale. Uh, and also, I think it's useful to point out uh, the additional leverage. We've we've pointed out um, some of the the initial products that we were producing were using conventional chip and wire bond. Uh, those are uh, all being transitioned over to what we call wafer level package. Which, um, which we can produce in our upstate um, uh, New York uh, chip fab, and that allows us to really significantly uh, compress the cost structure and, and reduce the size of the product, uh, and that's going to have a significant leverage, we believe, on uh, the gross margin profile of the product. Very nice. So I, I saw the last few quarters have been very nice. Um, what do you attribute that uh, record revenue to? Yeah, so um, we just announced a record revenue in the June quarter, and um, that has been attributed to adding additional Wi-Fi uh, uh, production uh, customers as well as programs to, uh, you know, it's a, essentially a layering effect uh, of uh, some of uh, our current product portfolio being extended into new customers as well as new platforms. And then, uh, you know, we're pretty excited because that's um, uh, we're now seeing a significant uh, uptick in adoption in Wi-Fi 6E, which uh, we've got a what we believe is the industry's broadest RF filter product portfolio there. So we're well positioned to grow there. And then, um, as I said, a huge growth driver for us is uh, being able to penetrate into the mobile market, which uh, we believe we're favor- favorably positioned to do so with a first design win this year and followed by the ramp of that production uh, using the same process uh, technology that we use uh, in the Wi-Fi market, uh, but we'll use that and, and ramp that. You know, for us, it's more wafers, higher volumes, and so that's, um, you know, w- w- we'll see the revenue rise uh, with that additional ca- uh, capacity utilization of the chip fab. Okay, and as we monitor the company over the next 12 months, what are some of the near-term catalysts or events we should look for? Yeah, I would uh, continue looking. We have uh, I mentioned the uh, the key uh, in wafer level package uh, that is uh, slated to be completed by the end of the year. I would look for a, a first design win in mobile uh, by the end of this calendar year, ramping into production first half of next calendar year. Uh, in the Wi-Fi, I'd continue looking for additional design wins and additional production programs uh, that uh, are going to continue to layer on. 
Um, I'd also be looking at uh, what's – I'd be taking uh, a keen interest in what's going on with the uh, CHIPS program and uh, how, um, how we're positioned to uh, penetrate that, and uh, that's certainly one of the key things we'll be looking for there. As well as new markets, um, we're, we have activity ongoing in the automotive market, which uh, pretty well documented that's, that's going to be growing. And um, uh, not to mention also uh, ongoing uh, activity in drones and, and radar devices uh, moving forward. And then the final uh, market, which uh, has been some time coming for us, is in the massive MIMO uh, 5G uh, infrastructure market. Uh, with um, uh, devices that handle higher power but are used in very large uh, phased array, uh, which really drives a lot of volume. So that's a, that's a pretty exciting market uh, that uh, we're working very aggressively on with a new customer Not as on well. Your plate. So um, is there anything that I failed to ask you about that you wish I did or any one message you want to leave us with? Uh, yes, I, I guess – from, from my perspective, first uh, message is I greatly appreciate your time today. Uh, I would also add from a company standpoint that um, you know, we're, uh, we're an integrated design and manufacturer, meaning that we control our own supply chain of RF filter chips we produce in the uh, United States. Uh, so uh, we're going to continue to, you know, we've got a strategy to continue manufacturing um, on U.S. soil and that, um, you know, our company is driving into um, very uh, rapidly growing markets with a patented technology, as well as uh, the operations uh, capability to deliver the prices and deliver uh, very rapid growth uh, using our um, RF silicon filter chip technology. Uh, so that's, uh, that, that would be what's uh, really driving us and keeping us excited. And finally, I would just uh, comment that uh, we have put together uh, the management and technical staff uh, to achieve uh, the milestones that uh, we've been focused on, and we look forward to continue growing uh, and um, utilizing more, utilizing and producing more and more RF filter chips in our upstate New York facility. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for sharing that today. It looks like we caught you at a very interesting time. Jeff, I appreciate your time, and uh, greatly appreciate your listeners. Thank you.